0: shall availeth much come on when we unify it makes darkness flee when we unify the very gates of hell shall not prevail against thee when we unify god is in the midst when we begin to shout as one as we begin to pray as one god begins to move come on begin to lift your voice uh, all over this place here tonight begin to pray to your god Amen. If we feel comfortable, we're just home folk tonight. Can we get out of our pews and come to the front uh, as a church? Can we get up here tonight uh, and come to the front and begin to pray right now? I'm ready for a change. Come on, family. Let's come on down and begin to pray right now and see what God does. Uh, Abigail Brown, come on. You need to come pray. Oh, come on, begin to pray here as a family, as a church. When we begin to unify, things begin to happen. When we begin to believe in one, things begin to happen. When we begin to unify, division can't stand a chance. Begin to lift your voice all over this place. Begin to get your mind in the Lord. You are not alone in this fight. One team and one fight. I believe that God is a healer. I believe that God is a miracle worker. I believe that my God... Is a one that is a cloud by day and a fire by night. Somebody begin to activate your faith here tonight. I'm believing in a healing. I'm believing in a miracle. I'm believing that God is going to minister. I want an apostolic experience here tonight. One team and one fight. Somebody begin to pray. Lift your voice, brothers and sisters. God, I rebuke my thoughts that may distract. Uh, God, bring my mind into subjection, God. Power, love, and a sound mind. Uh, God, my emotions uh, and my feelings can be uh, deceiving, O Lord God. But your word is a rock which I stand on, God. You are my chief cornerstone. God, your name is a strong tower where the righteous can run to it and be safe. Uh, God, bring us uh, under the shadow of your wings. Uh, as a hen gathers her chicks Uh, come on new life begin to lift your voice oh come on somebody begin to let go in this place here somebody begin to lift your voice and see what God does Uh, come on faith moves mountains uh, and it's cast into the sea faith heals Uh, faith defeats the enemy Oh, God, we lift up Ezekiel right now, God. You are our Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord that heals, God. You are the great and wise physician. It is by your stripes in which we are healed. Lord God, begin to move, God, on our precious, precious, precious child. And, Lord God, I rebuke, oh, God, what the doctors have said. Lord, you have the last word, God. You are the physician, God. You are the one that moves the universe. And we are believing in a complete healing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. God, we lift up Sister Dorinda right now. God, as she is in the hospital room, God, begin to, Lord, begin to operate, God, from these prayers, uh, these professions of faith, uh, and God, begin to move into that room right now, I'm believing that kidney stone, God, will dissolve in Jesus' name. Lord God, I pray, God, for my brother and sister tonight, struggling, God, help us have Holy Ghost sensitivity to pray here tonight. Lord, let us operate in the spirit here tonight. In Jesus' name, somebody begin to clap your hands. Somebody shout with a voice of triumph tonight. My God is victorious! The devil is a liar and the father of all lies. He will not gain any more ground. Tonight is a night that we make our line in the sand. Tonight is a night that this becomes our front line for our family, for our church, for our pastor, Sister White. Come on, lift your voice. Oh, God, you are good, and you are with us. Uh, You are our man of war, God. You have gone before us. Uh, You have made a path, God. You are to my left and my right, God. You surround me, God. And the noise that I hear is you surrounding me, God. Begin to fall into this place uh, in Jesus' name. Oh, God. Ensemble, make your way to the platform. Come on, continue to pray right now. Continue to lift your voice. uh, Let God begin to move. uh, And let's just be so dumbfounded. I want to be so astonished uh, with what God does in the service tonight. Somebody entertain his presence. Uh, Somebody welcome him into this house. Uh, Somebody covet his fire. Somebody covet his wind. Uh, Somebody cover his rain. God, I need the rain. God, send the rain in Jesus' name. you are good there is no like our, God. our indescribable God Can we just appreciate God in this house tonight? Can we just love him all over this sanctuary right now? He is deserving of love because he has first loved us. He is deserving of every accolade, amen, and every accolade and, and every recognition, amen. He is worthy. Let us continue to worship him tonight. worship him. Come on, let's magnify his name in this place. God inhabit our worship. God inhabit our praise. Feel comfortable in doing so tonight as they continue to sing that. Can we just begin to lift our hands? Let that be our prayer, God. Let that be our supplication. Let it be our desperation, God. In the midst of my situation, God, be right in the center. In the midst of the battle, God, in the midst of the trial and tribulation. God, be in the midst of that circumstance because if you are for us, who or what could ever stand against us? God, you are good and you are great. And God, you only give us what we can handle because you have paved the way, God. Lord, you have set the path. And God, help us to be observant, to continue to follow that path, to be sensitive. God, let somebody be reassured here this evening. God, when you're in the center, God, it will be okay. It's going to be worth it. God, when you're in the center of it, God, it's just a miracle in the making. God, when you're in the center of it, it's just a testimony being created and formed. And it is a memorial, God, waiting to be signed off by you. And God, we celebrate that here tonight. In Jesus' name, let us give the Lord a hand clap of praise. It's going to be worth it, and it's going to be okay. If God is in the center, it's going to be okay. He is my comforter and my counselor. Thank you, Jesus. Let us continue to sing to the lover of our soul here tonight.
1: the gift and the because
0: Thank you, God, for your exchange rate, joy from the morning, peace in the midst of the pain, healing from sickness, grace and mercy and forgiveness in the midst of sin. God, your exchange rate, God, is wonderful, and I'm thankful, God, for that divine exchange that you are the one, God, that takes what is broken and you make it whole You're the one that takes the crooked paths and makes it straight. You are the God that takes those things that were old and make them new. And I'm thankful, God, for the exchange rates. God, your exchange does not depreciate in value. It's exponential, oh God. And it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight? Thank you, Jesus. You may return to your seats this evening. We're going to make a few announcements. As pastor stated early, we just need to continue to pray for our church. We really need to pray for our schools. A lot of things that are happening within schools as of late. Now, it's been going on all year, but things are starting to grow exponentially. Violence in schools and a whole bunch of other different things. And we need to pray for our children. And the generation coming up. Amen. We need to pray for uh, Brother Charles and Sister Kylie's Ezekiel. He was in the hospital last night. And as of early this morning, we need to pray that God begins to move. I'm thankful that he's home. And I'm believing in a miracle. I'm claiming a miracle here tonight. And I think, once again, I'll reiterate, I think it says from the mouth of two or three witnesses, let all things be established and I'm praying for the establishment of a miracle here tonight. In Jesus' name, we need to continue to pray for Sister Dorinda. As Pastor said, she is going through excruciating pain with a kidney stone, and I believe that God is going to move on her body here tonight in that hospital room. I know a God that his hand is not shortened. Capability is not diminished. Our God can do all things exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or or think, or could even comprehend, and I'm believing that here tonight in Jesus' name. Don't forget our church retreat's coming. It's, it's next month, and we're, we're getting a schedule. We're getting a menu, and it's going to be a good time of unity and fellowship and an opportunity to bring us together close-knit. Amen. Don't forget to sign your code of conduct forms. Amen. They are in the year as well. Don't forget the last Sunday in May is going to be the fees for the lodging and for the retreat as well. Now, Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday. That's right. Yeah, that's awesome. And so for Mother's Day, there's going to be a breakfast Sunday morning at 10 a.m., a light breakfast in the Welcome Center to, to honor our mothers, our Imas. amen, as they would say in Hebrew. I'm excited for Father's Day, too. I'm excited what they're going to do for Father's Day. Amen. But we're going to be honoring our mothers. And I am excited about the gift that I gave my wife. Man, I'm so excited. Amen. She's going to be ecstatic. She's going to jump up and down. She's going to cry. I'll have a box of tissues on standby. Amen. Because it's going to be that epic. Amen. I love and appreciate my wife and the mother of my children. She she does so much. Amen. We're here to honor every mother here. On Sunday. Amen. Is there any other announcements I may have missed this evening? Pastor, any announcements?
2: Uh, We're going to have a sign up list for our end of the month fellowship at 5 o'clock. Yes, sir. Remember, the church is providing the hamburgers, hot dogs, but I think Sister Sandra will get a sign up list for the trimmings, the drinks, the juices, the water, so forth. Amen. So that's important. Yes, sir. And again, just to say again, it's important to fill out. The registration form, so we'll know about how many's coming and and etc. So we can plan. Things are already coming together. Correct. There are several modules already being prepared. Uh, basically, right now we have four or five, and I'm sure we'll have more module. Many of them are for the ladies. Many of them are for the ladies. I'm excited about that. I guess the men will be outside sweating, doing things outside. And the ladies are the smart ones. They'll be in out of the heat in June doing the good things. And so I think I'll sneak in on the pancake decoration, though. Somebody has to examine the product and eat it.
0: And if you want to join me on the archery range, I'm, I'm excited about that. Myself and Brother Scotty, we're doing archery. And so Jonathan was an archer, and he was David's best friend. So don't we want to be like David's best friend? Come join me on the archery range. Amen. And I, I have no clue what to do with hair, so ladies, that's going to be awesome. Amen. Is there any other announcements this evening? Yes. All right. For the retreat. For the fellowship. Gotcha. All right. That's Sunday at 4 o'clock before the fellowship. We need help. Many, many hands make light work. One team, one fight. Amen there are no more announcements, we're going to receive, I'm sorry, and there's fruits and vegetables in the Welcome Center. Thank you so much, Sister Rod. Uh, I think Gideon took his bag home, and he had an entire bag of, I'm not sure, but there was nothing left when he got home. <laughs> Amen. And we were in the drive through and he's just chowing down on zucchini and cucumbers, so there wasn't much left, and peppers, because I found what was left of the peppers in the, in the cab of my truck a couple days later. Amen. So if there are no more announcements, this is why we're family. Amen. We're going to receive our Wednesday night tithe and half shekel offering. Our ensemble can be seated. Amen. Thank you so much, ensemble. Can I get the PowerPoint up? We are going to be continuing with the oneness of God, and I am going to be wrapping up our lesson this evening. I appreciate, man, Sister Thompson, our our media ministry certainly has grown, hasn't it? Amen. We were down to two to three and occasionally four individuals, and I think we're at what, seven? We're at seven for our media ministry, so amen. They have the burden to serve God and and to put their hands and to work towards the global ministry that is our live stream. Amen. And I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Amen. All right, so the oneness of God, as I stated, we are going to be finishing up the lesson this evening. And I'm honored because this last portion, as I was trying to put my PowerPoint together, I realized that and came to the remembrance that many years ago, Pastor put together a great series on monotheism. And the resource that I was pulling from is the same as him. So I am honored to be utilizing his PowerPoint here tonight. Now, I've added just a few things to try to link into what we've talked about previously. So thank you, sir. I'm honored. Amen. So going back to what our objectives were. Next slide, please. So our first lesson, we've talked about monotheism, one God. I believe that we gave an entire slew of scriptures that emphasized, here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. It's too bad that we have to go through so many parts to explain that concept when Scripture, time and time again, said that there was one God. Amen. The next lesson we talked about the names or titles of God. How names emphasize the characteristics and the attributes of our God. From Yahweh to Jesus. Amen. And how it was his attributes and his characteristics. There's a lot in a name. And I'm thankful that I was adopted to take on his surname. Amen. That name that is above every other name. We talked about modalism. That was really the, the, for, the foreground or the one that paved the way to where we know Scripture is. It's that belief that God has manifested himself three different ways, three different roles, three different offices. But it's the same God. Amen. That it's not a different person. It's not a demigod. It's not one portion that's subordinate to the other. When God, throughout Scripture, in the Old Testament, says, I look around, there's, there's no other. There's no other Savior but me. I mean, he emphasized just me. Amen. I mean, even the, the first commandment says, no other gods but me. And if I'm worshiping other, other persons or other divisions of God, I'm worshiping more than one God when we agree. How can I give equal attention to three different people? It's one God. Amen. And so we talked about the origins of the Trinity. We walked through history. And history tells us a lot where concepts and doctrine and the origin story for a lot of different things. Amen. And we, so we talked about how it was the apostolic age, the post-apostolic age. We look at the modalism, and then Tertullian comes in, and he's the one that changed the concept of hypostasis to persona, where he used person. He was the first to use person or substance or co-equal. And then we talked about the Council of Nicaea and the Council of Constantinople. How the Trinity became a way to have a unified doctrine from the Roman Empire. And how a pagan emperor, Constantine the Great, somehow became a Christian by seeing a cross in the sky who killed his own family, had his fingers in that council. To me, that, that's a little sketchy when you agree. Like, why are you in the midst of this? And so tonight, we are going to be talking about Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Immediately, we know it's not three different people. Three persons that somehow are co-equal. That the, from the same substance. You're dividing God. And Pastor and I were talking, when this came to conception in Rome, how, how else are you going to get the, all these pagans to worship? The ones that worship multiple gods. We're just going to sprinkle a little Christianity into it. I wanted to add last time, so now I get to add it. I thought about it after the fact when I was driving home. Haven't we ever been there, Evan? Man, I should have said it. Now I get the opportunity. How, how are we going to get the pagans that pray to the dead? How am I going to get the pagans that worship the dead? Deuteronomy 18 uses a term called necromancy. Necro means dead. Mancy is communication, prayer, or worship to the dead. And all Constantine and the Roman Empire had to do was say, well, we have saints. We have apostles that they could pray to. Do you you see the origins of things? Amen. And so the concept of the Trinity was birthed out of trying to bring in pagan concepts. Amen. So, next slide, please. So we are going to be talking about the offices, the manifestations, and the roles of God. Not three different people. Not three, not three co-equal concepts of God or breakdowns of God. He's omnipotent, and he's omniscience, and he's uh, omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere at the same time. When we have the concept of three persons, we limit the capability of omnipresent. God is everywhere at the same time. Amen. So, pastor, this scripture where it's John 10 and 30, I and the Father are one. This should end the debate. Good night. Y'all have a safe trip home. That should end it, correct? As Jesus, right, as it said in 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness that God was manifested in the flesh. God that robed himself in flesh to become the ha-mashiach. And hands of praise are learning that term. That means the Messiah. Amen. So, next slide, please. And Shelby, you were doing an outstanding job, ma'am. So, let's talk about the Father. That's Yahweh. That's Jehovah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His attributes. God is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. God is a spirit. And I believe it says that if he's a spirit, I've got to worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. We know that God is an invisible God. No man has seen God at any time. Jesus was the express image of the invisible God. Amen. We know that he is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And to emphasize the sanctity of life. And to emphasize the beauty of children and unborn children. All of creation he spoke into existence. But with us he formed in a mother's womb. Amen. That's the beauty of children, that God formed us. He is the Father, the creator of the heavens and the earth. The Father, or Jehovah, or Yahweh, amen, our God. He's the ancient one. He was called the ancient of days. The God that was, and is, and is to come. The God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. Now, how he interacts and deals with mankind does change, but he doesn't change. We believe in dispensations, right? Innocence, human government, conscious, covenant, grace, millennial kingdom. God deals with mankind in different ways, and how he interacts with mankind, how he reveals himself is different over time, but God does not change. Amen. He's ancient, He doesn't have an origin story. He just was. Amen. That's amazing. I serve a God that has outlasted all my problems. Now, as I stated, God deals with mankind differently throughout time. We have to understand that the the relationship of God and man throughout time, there's been some differentiations on how he's communicated, how he's talked, how he's interacted. How Abraham and Moses interacted was different from each other. How Moses and I interact with God is different. Now, it would be epic to be on a mountain that's on fire and talk to God. I would love to see a cloud by day and a fire by night. I would love to be in the midst of the desert or West Texas and there's a burning bush that's not consumed. I would love to have the interaction that Abraham had where God appeared as a man with two angels to Abraham. Now, all of this that I was talking about is what we call a theophany. Theo, meaning God, all right? Theophany means the revealing of God. It's a manifestation of the invisible God. God is saying, you can't see me, but I'm going to allow things to transpire so you know that I'm there. Amen. You can't physically see me because you will surely die. I think he told Moses that, but he had theophanies to show you, here I am. I am here. Amen. And we don't have the theophanies in our dispensation, but God does these things if we pay attention that he's there. He's interacting with us. Amen. So that theophany, the revealing, the manifestation of the invisible God. He, we know that God appeared as a man to Abraham just before Sodom and Gomorrah. They had, they had lunch or dinner together. Can you imagine that? Lord, with angels, and then they took care of Sodom and Gomorrah, and God had to, or Abraham had to pray for Lot and his family and the citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah, but man, can you imagine, pastor, having lunch with God, who called me out of my, out of Ur, called me out of what was comfortable, and now he's talking to me? He appeared as a man with two angels. Thank you, Lord. That's reassuring. Burning bush for Moses, cloud by day, fire by night. Mount Sinai, how it was thunders and lightnings, and the mountain was on fire as a furnace is what it said. And Moses was interacting with God, receiving the Ten Commandments. First written with God's finger, and then Moses got a little frustrated with the people because of a calf. And then he had to ride it himself. And it wasn't plagiarism. Just see if you're listening tonight. Next slide, please. So God is our Father, the creator of all. He refers to God himself, God the Father, Galatians chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. God is the Father of all creation, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. And we've used this before Malachi 2 and 10, where it says that we have but one Father. One. Nobody else but me, but he is my Father. In Hebrew, we would say he's my Abba, my Father. And of course, we know we have the ability to call him Abba Father, which is just repeating it, Father, Father. And I'm sure he loves to be called Father. Father, Father. Amen. And so he is the only one Father. Now we know that Jesus, as it said, I and the Father are one. Jesus is the Father incarnate. That means robed in flesh. Amen. Isaiah 9 and 6 sound familiar. And unto us a child is born. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Done, right? Should just be there. Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And I think the government is on his shoulders somewhere in there. Like not Congress, right? Not the President. Like all of the earth's government is on his shoulders. And he doesn't even need shoulder pads. Amen. All the government is on his shoulders but the everlasting Father, the mighty God. And this was a messianic foreshadowing to Jesus. Amen. Now we know in John chapter 5, verse 43, Jesus came in his Father's name. Amen. He came onto his own. He came to save his people. And Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Psalms 22 and Uh, Chapter 22, verse 22, and Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12. And I'll print out PowerPoints for you all to look at later. Next slide, please. Now, bear with me. This is my personality. The son. This is where all that controversy at the Nicene Council was about, was between the relationship with the father and son. But if they went back to the original modalism that God manifests himself in different ways, that these three roles was God manifesting himself. Father in creation, Jesus in redemption. Amen. But the term God the Son is AWOL, meaning it is nowhere in the Bible. And I had to put my personality absent without leave. Like Trinity is not in the Bible. The term, that title, God the Son, is nowhere in the Bible. Now we know in the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed, which was 580, AD, like way after Jesus, they used God the Son. It's not in the Bible, pastor. Now we do have the Son of God, and we have the Son of Man. This is where we talk about the duality of Jesus. We know that in the beginning was the Word, the Logos, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we know that that word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now, you could talk to a Trinitarian and they say, well, that means that Jesus was there. No, he wasn't. The concept of Jesus was there. God was transferring. It was going to be a transitional point where God is going to give his revealing name of Jesus. It wasn't a a subordinate person that was there with God. And this is the or, this is what the argument is. The logos, the word that became flesh, was that concept of Jesus. We know it's God in the flesh, but the concept of Jesus had always been there from the Garden of Eden, even before that. God says, "I have a plan, and it's going to be epic." Amen. So the, the word is Jesus, but it wasn't some second person in heaven with the father because all throughout the old testament it says i look around no one else i I don't see any other savior and if that was the supposed savior wouldn't he have said something okay i've got the logos on standby you're gonna see him in a thousand years no he doesn't share his glory with anyone else he's a jealous god he said i've tried the law I've tried the tabernacle, I've tried the temple, and this was a good schoolmaster, but I've got to go in there and I've got to save my people. I've got to get in there and bridge the gap. And so when we say the Son of God, that means conceived of the Holy Ghost. Or in just a moment, we're going to talk about, it refers to the divinity of Jesus. And the Son of Man means born of Mary or born of humanity, man. And so Jesus is a duality in his, ministry, in his earthly ministry. That means he's got not so much two different people, but he's got two aspects to him. 100% God, and he's 100% man. He, he wept, because I think it said Jesus wept. We know he got angry. I mean, he turned tables. I mean, he put together a whip, and those money changers came out of the temple quick. But that wrath was a righteous wrath, Because the divinity in him was a little upset. Amen. So he was man. He felt. He suffered. He was lonely. He was hungry. He thirsted. He desired friendship. All the things that we go through. And talk about a way for God. God created us in his image. But talk about such a personal experience. Where God says, I'm going to robe myself in flesh so I could truly understand my creation. I know their heart, and I know their mind, but we're diving into a deep intimacy that I know what my people go through. Yeah. All right. And he became a, the comforter. He's always been the comforter, but we have a, that manifestation change in the Holy Ghost. But I want you to understand that it is a God that took on humanity to really know you. He knew you. I'm not diminishing his omniscience and his knowing of all, but he felt pain and the hunger and the thirst and a betrayal. And one's foes are from their own household. Why did he say that? Because he understood. Amen. He understood betrayal, he understood that pain. Amen. So, Jesus in his earthly ministry was this duality humanity and divinity robed in flesh. What a beautiful, divine thing. And what a God that loves you, that says, okay, the priest can't do it anymore. Yom Kippur can't do it alone anymore. Temple can't do it. They've lost their minds. they become too political. I need to get down and restore things with my people. That is the God that you serve. He didn't leave you by the wayside. He said, I'm, I'm fixing to get personal. Man. What a God that we serve. I don't know if we ever thought that before, that this ancient deity, this ancient God that we serve, the one, the only God, robed himself to be there and to understand his creation. Man, for you. And he thought of you 2,000 years ago. That divinity knew. Amen. Now, the Son of God... Refers to God manifested in the flesh, in the, in the identity of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. Now, Father refers to the de- deity alone. So, when Jesus was praying, it's the humanity praying to the divinity. And everything that Jesus did was to be an example for us. Amen. So, prayers, fasting, demonstration. Amen. The Son of God refers to the deity as incarnate in humanity. God that robed himself in flesh. Right? Without controversy, great is the mystery that God was manifested in the flesh. Amen. Now, when Jesus was on the cross, God did not die. But the humanity died. I commence my spirits. That humanity was calling out. And we have a, a type of duality in ourselves, don't we? I have flesh, but I'm spirit man too. Amen. My flesh wrestles against my spirit, and it's a war within myself. But I'm still me, aren't I? Amen. Now, we could say that the Son of God died, but we can't say that the Father died. God didn't die on the cross. He tells a son to do what it does. Nothing can stop God. He's unstoppable. But that humanity died to be the perfect lamb, to fulfill prophecy, to be the the last sacrifice on the mercy seats. Amen. Now, humanity is the son, and the deity is the father. Jesus is the name of the deity in the humanity. It said that that name that is above every other name, that revealed name of God, and we've talked about it, Jesus, Yehoshua, Yeshua, Jehovah is salvation. Jehovah saves. Amen. It says, says that he came onto his own. He came to save his people. Amen. And God doesn't share his people. He's jealous. Next slide, please. The Holy Ghost, is, as we found out in the Council of Constantinople, 480 A.D., apparently we've got to make the Holy Ghost a person as well. It's always been God. Right. God is a spirit, an invisible God. So in Psalms 51, David even cried out, Take not thy spirit from me. Right. Amen. So the Holy Ghost, or we could say Holy Spirit, are interchangeable. Right? It just depends on translation. Now, King James, we stick with Holy Ghost, right? Ghost and spirit are interchangeable. And Pastor put this in here in the slideshow. I was really excited, Pastor. These terms are taken from the Greek word pneuma, meaning the same thing, that spirit or ghost in Greek. The Spirit of God, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, I think it went over some waters and did some epic things. The Spirit of God moved amongst the waters. Amen. John chapter 3, verse 5, right? Born of water and of spirits. Amen. The Holy Ghost is God. There's no other person. There's no co-equal. It's Him. It's just how He's revealed Himself over time. Father in creation, Jesus in redemption, or in salvation, and the Holy Ghost in, in encouragement. Amen. Being there. In salvation. Now, the Holy Ghost is God, Leviticus 11 and 44, John 4 and 24. Therefore, the Holy Ghost is another title for God, but he's been called a spirit throughout the Old Testament as well. Amen. God is a spirit. Amen. Now, Jesus is the name of God's spirit or Holy Ghost, which is John chapter 14, verse 26. And so, we're trying to get back to the foundational aspects of who we serve. We don't serve three different co-equal persons. I serve a God that has loved me, that desired a relationship. Amen. Because he missed the conversations in the cool of the day with Adam. Adam and Adam and God. And, Adam and Eve had a beautiful relationship. Man, pastor, can you imagine? I'm out there working in the garden or hanging out with all the chickens, and God says, you know, Tony, John, let's go talk. Okay. Here's the chickens. They've eaten one of your snakes, which has happened. I haven't seen any bugs on this property in like since we moved here. Amen. Can you just imagine? That's what God always wanted. He made you to have a relationship. And when that was broken because of disobedience and sin, he had the plan of Jesus to get back to that place. Because I know Adam and Eve were heartbroken, but God was heartbroken. God has emotions. And if I am made in his image, I know that he felt disappointment with Adam and Eve. Oh, we know he was mad. But I can guarantee Evan, he was heartbroken. Because he created everything in six days and rested, but with And spoke it and said it was good. But with man, he took his time. And then because of the sin and the fall of man, that relationship was severed. But that plan of Yahweh, that plan of Jehovah, the plan of the God of the Old Testament to bring us together, even as Gentiles, to have a talk in the cool of the day. Man, that's awesome. That's a God that you serve. You know what? I'm going to robe myself in flesh to understand their heartbreak just a little bit more. I made them, but now I really understand. I know what it means to be hungry. I know what it means to be thirsty. I know what it means to be lonely. I know what it means to be betrayed. I know what it means to be cast aside. I know what it means to be beaten. I know what it means to be left for dead. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to be their comforter. I'm going to send my spirit to be a comforter. The father to the fatherless and the defender of widows. Amen. Amen. I think I'm going to stop at this slide. It looks like we're going to have a part two, Pastor. Amen. The father of Christ. Next slide, please. So we know that Jesus Amen. As God robed in the flesh, but if we're talking the humanity, we know that the Holy Ghost came upon Mary and she conceived Jesus. Amen, right? We should call him Jesus. Amen. Emmanuel, God with us. Not a second person. Not a demigod. Not some co-equal. God with us who robed himself in flesh. The Father is the one who caused conception. The Holy Ghost is the Father of Jesus. We know Matthew chapter 1, verse 8 and 20. The Holy Ghost is our Father, it says in Romans chapter 8, verses 15 and 16. The Holy Ghost is our comforter, parentless or parents. The father to the fatherless and the defender of widows. The comforter, the counselor, being there in the midst of sorrows. That is a God that knows and understands our hearts. Because everything in the Old Testament was a physical representation of faith and obedience. It was a physical representation. But us in the dispensation of grace, it's all about our hearts. Circumcision was a physical representation of Abraham's covenant. And now we have a circumcision of our heart. They used to rend garments. Now he wants us to rend our heart to him. In this place, this interaction with the Holy Ghost, it is all about our hearts. That's what God covets from us more than anything is our hearts. Amen. We know that the Father raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. Acts 2, 24, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 and 20. He's the one that quickens the dead. Amen. It says, Father and spirit, quickens means bring to life, give life. Amen. Romans 4, 17, 1 Timothy 6 and 13. And therefore, I really like those therefore, pastors. Therefore, the Holy Ghost is the Father. He doesn't share his glory. Amen. And so I have a couple more slides for next time, whatever that may be. I really hope that this encouraged some. I pray tonight that it gave... Same, some clarity Amen. and some reassurance in what we believe and what we know to be truth. Amen. Amen. And those that challenge, I said, so why was a Roman emperor involved in the conception of that? I keep going back to that. But be encouraged tonight that all of this was a plan to get to your heart, Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you tonight. Pastor, anything you would like to add, sir? All right. May the Lord bless you and keep you tonight. Amen. Be safe driving home.